Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go, Good evening in the sunshine, 18 degrees. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven. Davy getting ready for Spain, but the temperatures are here and it's rising because this time tomorrow night, well, it should have been Ukraine, of course, in the World Cup qualifier, but it's the challenge, the friendly game with Poland. The headlines tonight, Hickey, he's a bit icky. He's got a bit of a problem this morning. So Aaron Hickey, he's probably not going to play tomorrow night. Andy Robertson, it's confirmed today by the manager, is out tomorrow, as is Lyndon Dykes. And that's no real surprise. He's been out for some time. But Scotland against Poland. Barry, it's not what we'd hoped for, but it's still... It's four months since the players were together and momentum is so important. Yeah, it was important that um, Steve Clark got a game sorted. Um, obviously, with the, the game being cancelled against Ukraine, and what a, a very good opponent they've got in, in Poland. Um, they've got some real quality players. Obviously, the biggest one is Lewandowski, but we don't know if he's going to play, whether he's going to get rested. But the important thing for Steve Clark and the players was that they got a game organised um, and they can they can focus and hopefully the game's going to go ahead and in June but I'm looking forward to it looking forward to seeing the squad back together and hopefully we get a, a positive uh, result and the good thing is as well that the crowds looks if it's going to be close to a, a sellout we obviously £10 going towards um, what's happening over in Ukraine so I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow and looking forward to seeing the boys play again David you've seen so many over the years what are you feeling about it tomorrow the visit of Poland we'd love to see Lewandowski yeah. but more importantly Scotland getting into to shape we need the game, we need the game badly. I haven't played for four months. The hope would be that the, the boys can pick up from where they left off. Uh, the night they beat Denmark. Um, be interesting to see just what he does about the left-back position with Andy Robertson and Aaron Hickey out. Does Kean Tierney automatically go in there? Scott McTominay moving at the back three. He's got Jack Hendry as well. So one or two decisions for Steve Clark to make. Barry, who is going to... Who would your team be tomorrow night? You don't have to give us it right away, but and he's going to make lots of changes, isn't he? There can be six subs. We're going to hear from him shortly. Um, he will rotate. Well, the obvious one is Kieran Tierney. I'll, I'll go to the left wing back area. Um, he's been immense um, left centre back, yeah, a three. Um, but we all know what qualities Kieran Tierney brings, and also I fully expect Kieran Tierney to be given the captain's armband. We obviously Andy. Robertson been out for me it's a, a no-brainer that Kieran Tierney gets that so I, I fully expect Kieran Tierney to, to move into the left wing back area We'll hear from the manager as well Davey he's saying we've got quite a few captains uh, not least Callum McGregor as yeah. well another option would you go though with uh, with KT? Um, yeah I'd probably move Kieran Tierney to, to left wing back we've got options uh, at centre back we've got Jack Henry Scott McTominay can play there Grant Hanley has done really well so it, it's not He's not short of options. The one thing that they'll miss though is Kieran Tierney's pace. He gives Scotland a bit of insurance. He's so quick. You know, anything that's knocked over the top, 
Ian Tierney is usually first to the ball. I'm not sure in his absence we'll have have any real great pace at the back. Scotland fans, what are you thinking? Ahead of tomorrow night, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Uh, this time last night, Stephen Reside was in with us um, and he's got his podcast and it's all about facilities for disabled people. And he's been talking about lots of the ground. Some of them good, some not so good, but he was brilliant last night. Barry, we were talking about it here. And he's got a great, he's a Motherwell fan as well. He had a great line. He said, my dad's got more points in his licence than Motherwell have had since the turn of the year. So five points out of what should be 33. But it's important the fans have got a say in this disabled fan because we don't know if you're able-bodied you don't realise the issues that, that they're too low in many grounds and there's advertising hoardings in front of them and photographers and things we need to listen to people and help them yeah no I, I totally agree with you and it was great for um, Go Radio to get them on and, and speak about it passionately um, so hopefully when been on and, and um, been open and honest about things hopefully things change in the, the future Paul it was brilliant and loads of people were on afterwards Um Barry, headlines today. We talked about it last night, Davy as well. Um, the record, for example, the judgment, the competency and honesty of the club. Rangers issued the statement yesterday, um, Club 1872. They didn't name them in it, but there's internal strife in your club. We've been talking about it before the programme. It's hard to get to the bottom of it, but it's it's almost like a, a club at war. Yeah, I, you don't like to see things, especially when things on the, the football field are, are going really well for Rangers in terms of in Europe. They're still in a a, a title chase. Yeah. They're still in the Scottish Cup. They've got the semi-final um, coming up. Um, it's not healthy, Paul, mm. I'll be honest with you. And, and I hope in the next week or two that they can get round the table and settle their, their differences. Because um, as I said, you, we've, seen, we've all seen what happened at, at Dens Park Um with the hold up three or four minutes. Look, I don't think it would have affected the players in terms of their focus on the game, but it's more annoying. I, I've been involved in, in that myself and it, it's frustrating. But I get it for both sides. I get where the club are coming from. I also get the fan side. But bear in mind, the fans are, are real important to the club. Where did it affect you? Was it Blackpool? Yeah, we the same. They were going against the, the chairman and uh, the same thing happened with tennis balls. It was actually a local derby against Burnley. Uh, at Blackpool um, and it was live um, on the TV and next thing thousands of, of tennis well no thousands hundreds yeah. of tennis mm. balls come on the pitch and the game get um, stopped for uh, four or five minutes and again when you're involved in the game Dave will tell you you just want to play the game mm. I, I'm all for it if fans want to demonstrate hold their banners up chant um, but it's, it's no great when it it spills onto the pitch and it, affect, it affects the, the game in terms of it, it running. So, as I said, I don't think it would have affected the players in terms of their, their mindset. Um, they just want to play games of football. But as I said, I just hope in short term that they can sit around the table and sort this out. Giovanni van Bronckhurst was asked about it after the game. Well, of course it's disruptive because you want to play the game and I think we uh, we had three of uh, breaks because of the, the cleaning up. So... It's a disruption, but I know their emotions, so they have to uh, show their emotions. I think that's uh, that's good to see. You need to have the balance. So it was disruptive today for us. I understand the emotions of of the fans, but we we all go back with three points in our uh, in our back. Davy Rangers got the win, two one. Yeah. but it wasn't that impressive. What, what do you make of what's going on? What we're reading in the papers and hearing on, I, on social media? I'm just totally astonished. There is opposition to um, a friendly match that could earn Rangers. 
they're talking the ballpark figure we're talking about is three million pounds. I don't know many clubs who can afford to turn down three million pounds. And it's at a time in the year, Paul, where there'll be no league football in Scotland anyway. And yet you've got the chance to go and earn the kind of money that would allow GVB to go and buy a player. Of course. And yet there are people knocking the idea. I just, I, I don't get it. I, I understand that, that a lot of the, the, the punters are unhappy because it's been dressed up as Ange's homecoming. So what? Go and take the money. Get yourself a player out of it. Barry, five weeks, no football. It's a chance to, everyone can watch it on television. It's going to be Rangers Celtic. Rangers. Yeah, well, I, I spoke to Big Oz, who's probably in the best position to, to tell us what it's like out there. There's there's plenty of Rangers supporters clubs, as, as I said, in every every city. Um, and it would have been a good opportunity for these guys who can't get to see their team play, obviously watch them in the flesh, as I said. But it's... It's not healthy, it's not nice to see that there's bickering between the fans and at board level and as I said, they need to um, tidy this mess up quickly and, and the best thing is, sit face to face and sort it out. Who would come the, together? The two big characters here are Douglas Park and Dave King. Dave King is talking about a personality cult at the club. He didn't name names but you don't have to be a genius, do yep. you? And, you know, for me, and as an ex-Celtic player, it's got nothing to do with me, but I do think Dave King, if his time is over at the club, I think he should step back and let the people who are running the club at the moment get on with the job. And they've done a pretty good job from what I can see. They've been prepared to put their hands in their pockets. They backed Stephen Gerrard to, to stop 10 in a row. Um, and if I'm Douglas Park, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder what, what Dave King's agenda is. Mm. It's saying in the paper, you know, that they're seeking the advice of the vice chairman, John Bennett, fellow investors, Barry Scott, Alistair Johnson, Julian Woolhart, Stuart Gibson, George Letham and George Taylor. But there's no mention of the chairman, uh, Douglas Park. Well, I've said what, what I think of Douglas Park, what he's done since he's took over as chairman, he's put his hand in his pocket. That's one thing that you can't label against him. Mm. He's backed the manager, the previous manager, Stephen Gerrard. Um, he delivered a title last year and he'll continue to back Giovanni uh, Van Bronckhurst. But on the flip side of that as well, look what Dave King done for the club. Mm. He saved the club. Um, so it's, it's, I just don't like seeing it Paul because there's a lot happening on the, the football in the football front things are going really well for Rangers and you just don't want that to affect it yep. and Davy's point is a good one that sometimes it's time to go isn't it you know, well, Dave, Dave King had his time yeah, well, yeah. I, unless Dave King is, is thinking about a comeback Paul and I, I've read nothing to, to the, that would back that up if, if he's no intention of coming back and taking an active part in the running of the club, I really do think it should take a step back and let those who are running the club now get on with it. Because it is distracting from, we've got a brilliant title race, there's only three points in it, they play each other twice, but there's been almost as many column inches and chat on social media about the game in Sydney, a challenge game, a friendly, whatever. What does it matter? I think a lot of people don't get it. And I know it's you know it's quite entrenched with some people on certain wings on both, you know, the Green Brigade didn't want it either, did they? And um, the Union Bears, I don't think, won the game. It's just... But the clubs are crying out for money. It's over yeah. 3.2 million for, but, for one game. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was at two clubs, I'd be trying to arrange friendlies in South Africa, Canada. I'd be making as much money as I could out of the teams at a time when they're not going to be playing Scottish League football. Well, would supporters who are protesting against this, would they rather the team stayed at home and the club doesn't make any money? Where, where is the sense in that? Uh, yeah. Either that or I'm, I'm, maybe I'm missing something. No, I agree. I, I yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's yeah. be honest. Rangers and Celtic worldwide 
I've got some fan base, mm. and and that is an opportunity um, to go and make um, millions. As, as David just mentioned, the the countries: South Africa, Canada, America, mm. Australia, Middle East. You could make um, a fair bit of money. As money's tight, especially in our game up here at, at, at times. Um, but it's just it's frustrating to see that. Um, the fans and as I said the, the board are are, um, are bickering over over certain things and listen I'm I'm old school sort it out be a, be men about it and sit around the table and, and come to some sort of conclusion makes us look parochial doesn't it, it in Scotland yeah. you know we're, we're we object to the teams playing in, a, in another country for whatever reason the PR exercise or whatever but well, what do you think 08, 08 17 17 700 uh, do most fans care about it are they bothered really they're surely more look, look yeah. domestically look of course how well I'll go for the Rangers side Rangers are still in, in the shout of retaining the title they're in the Scottish Cup semi-final they're in the quarter-finals of Europe yeah. they've got mm. every opportunity of winning three trophies um, this season and then Celtic as well Celtic are going for a They've already got a League Cup in the bag. They're obviously got the semi-final against Rangers and they're sitting three points clear with 14 goals um, a difference at the top of the league. They both but could win a treble. speaking about what's happening on the pitch. Of course. Let's do that then. And, and Bar- Barry made yeah. the, the, the relevant point, Paul. What, who, who are the, the, the supporters in the west of Scotland? Who are they to say that the Rangers supporters in Australia who would love to see their team out there, who are they to say that they can't see them in the flesh? Whose club is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, does, does, does Rangers just belong to the people of the west of Scotland and Belfast? Mm. They're, they're a global club. There are people all over the world who would want to see, you know, Rangers playing uh, in Australia. And I've been out there myself. I've been a guest of the Sydney Celtic Supporters Club. You wouldn't believe the interest out there. And, you know, I, for me, it's an absolute no-brainer. Let's hope it's sorted yeah, out. Barry, I, you're smiling. Saying, You've no, been there. I, I, yep. Yeah, and I've been in the States. And I was taking aback mm. how many actually supporters are. And see, when you go on holiday, wherever you go on the holiday, you always bump into a Rangers supporters club or a Celtic supporters club, wherever you go. Because <laughs> um, two of them, for me, are absolute massive. There is a report today uh, that Dave King might uh, pay Rangers the cash equivalent, so over £3 million, not to play it. But that's uh, just a report that's out, so it's a, a rumour. Is, is, it, is it mad? It's madness. Yeah, it's, isn't it's, it? It's getting, it's getting a bit ridiculous yeah. now. <laughs> talking about Dave King being in the money, not, to, not go. to play. Crazy. Well, Scotland will be playing tomorrow night. Scotland fans, how are you feeling about the match? Or, um, you know, it's we're not playing for the World Cup qualifier, but it's really important. Is it difficult, Davy, to get? Uh, the mindset for this game tomorrow given that we would have been you know getting ready for a World Cup qualifier well I think that's where Steve Clark has to do his job and make sure the, the guys are, are well up for it uh, it's the last game hopefully as Barry said the game will take place in June it'll be a difficult game even though it's at home uh, and, and this is a good chance for Steve Clark to to have a, a look at the players and maybe one or two others like Aaron it's a shame that Aaron Hickey's not going yeah. to be fit mm-hmm. but he'll certainly be in the frame you know come June so another chance to have a look at Dykes and Adams up front. Um, I mean, the team, the, the team, I reckon about eight of that team pick themselves, don't they? Mm-hmm. There's two or three positions that Steve Clark will deliberate over. But for the most part, it's a settled Scotland team. 
and, and that for me is a really good sign ahead of the World Cup Momentum that's what we had last year and that's what he wants to continue I think it's a case of trying to pick up the momentum I don't know if it's gone or not certainly if we were going into a, a much more competitive game there would be a different feel to it it's a little bit relaxed it's a nice sunny day uh, the training's been low key relaxed but it's n- the mood around the camp feels as positive as it did in November and hopefully the, the performance on the pitch will be just as positive as it was in November He's sounding really positive isn't he? He has some momentum Yeah but yeah. You, you find that not just for Steve Clark when you see the players getting interviewed Paul I've seen it many a times yeah. it, it looks a happy place to be it looks like the players are, are desperate um, to turn up and be involved and, and listen with a few injuries as well Craig Halkett getting the call up from, from Hearts yeah. He's always been like real steady at, at Hearts. Every time I've watched mm. him, he's, he's always everybody goes on about John Shooter and Boyce and whatever, and rightly so because they're good players. But mm. Craig Kilkett, it's a brilliant story. Come through the divisions with Livingston, now playing the Premier League. Ross Stewart down at Sunderland, twenty-three goals this year for Sunderland. New contract on on the way. Yep. So yep. it'll be um, be good to see him and obviously Ryan Jack. Mm. He's been out for a, a long time now being involved in the Scotland squad so I'm looking forward to, to seeing um, the team playing it'll be interesting to see what what team um, he puts out Craig Gordon 65th yeah. cap tomorrow night and I see that Willie Miller presented him uh, with something yesterday just in the Hall of Fame which is brilliant and it's an amazing story isn't it but 65 he's up there in the, the top 5 all time Scottish caps yeah I mean just uh, Jim Layton in terms of goalkeepers that would yep. be ahead of him I've got um, it here mm-hmm. you're um, right I mean it, I don't know how many did Jim get. Was it 90, 91 caps, Jim? I think right. I think Jim was 91. But, you know, even given that Craig Gordon lost two years of his career, to reach that total is, a, is astonishing. Spot on, Davey. 91. Kenny Dalglish, 102. Top keeper, Jim Layton, 91. Oh, Darren Fletcher with 80. Played alongside you, Barry. He's going to be yep. a big miss, Davey, isn't he? Yeah. Getting that bang <laughs> on, 91. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Craig Gordon. Oh, amazing. Let's take a He's call. better wage. We'll come back to Scotland in a minute or two. Paul is on the line, uh, a Celtic fan. Paul, good evening. Good evening, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I think to myself, I know too bad. Just think to myself, Barry says you were in the States. You've not been in a few States earlier years. Uh, <laughs> ding. Yeah, that's when I've been out with Paul Cooney yeah, exactly Paul's from Hamilton so he's got local knowledge I think Paul what are you thinking what's your point tonight it's gone to this point with the obviously the old firm playing down under right it's a case I grew up one you're going to you're going to get their money what they get any of the clubs get for winning the SPL right so it's a no brainer but what that's all I thought as about it, what sort of squads are they going to be taking out because obviously yeah. you're going to be losing mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of players for you know to go and play to qualify for the World Cup etc it's going to be a lot of internationals it. so I mean it, it's madness but they're all greeting and moaning about but you can't disagree. There will be um, thin squads that are, yeah. are going to be out because, well, hopefully Scotland are, are sure. going to be qualified. And you look at the players that are involved, um, like Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor, get guys like that. And then obviously you've got Barisic, you've got other players in, in the Celtic squad. So they, they are going to be going out there if they are going to Morales, go out. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be not f- at full strength. Um, as I said, look, I, at three and a half million pounds, you, you've got it bang on. What is it, 3.2 million yeah. quid? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Sure. It's a hell of a lot of money. Davy, you don't have to be the Chancellor of the Exchequer to work no. out it's a no brainer. It's, yeah. it's a gift horse, yeah. isn't it? And, a, you know, there will be two weakened squads that will go out. It won't be the real thing, which makes it all the more remarkable the type of money they're being offered. Paul, what's your prediction for the big game 
Rangers Celtic a week on Sunday Celtic too strong a squad at the moment I think um, they're absolutely flying um, I can't see us getting caught I really can't and I say since the start of the season obviously with Ange Terry and things like that the actual sort of I mean to me we're only really so like Kyogo short for a full squad and, and um, we're flying Jackamakis is doing well two hat-tricks Aye Um I mean, it's a case of who you're going to bring in. You I mean, if Kyogo's just coming back for injury, are you going to start with uh, Big Gio or are you going to sort of, you know, go with Kyogo? He's only coming back for injury if he's going to be fit. You don't know how it's going to go, but listen, the big man's sort of, he's a, he's a honfe and a half. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, just you, to sort of, you can't, you can't drop, you can't drop Duke Marcus now, even if Kyogo's fit. You can't drop him. Um, no, and again, at the weekend, his first two goals within the width of the goal frame. That's where he's getting his goals now. And even, you know, going back to the last Old Firm game, I thought he was terrific. I know he never scored yeah. that night. The work he put in in terms of, he was a trigger for the Celtic press early in the game. He really put himself about. Um, he's, he's a different type altogether to Kyogo, but in this forum, you can't leave him out. That was a good line, wasn't it, from Paul, when he said, been, you've been in a, we've been in a few states. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, I can't disagree with him. <laughs> he's about to go. So what about for you, if you were the, the Celtic manager, would you be playing Giacomacus? No, you've got to go of... with, with Giacomacus. I, I yeah. think Kyogo, listen, he, I've said plenty of times what I think of him. I think he's a yeah. top quality um, player, but he's been out for too long. And, and Dave will tell you these games, you need to be... 100% um, fit but listen he's he's not bad he's not a bad backup um, he'll be on the bench but no fit enough to start Paul thanks for that The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Hotter than July maybe not quite but it's been brilliant weather isn't it Barry? Yeah, listen, you, you, can't, the sun. Yeah, you yeah. can't beat when the, the, the sun's out. It just makes you happier. Yeah. Doesn't it? I've seen you, you come in with a wee spring in your That's not like me, was it? Yeah, <laughs> that's because we had a wee lunch yesterday because, of course, Davy Proven leaves very soon for uh, yeah, what, warmer pastures. Uh, he's, yeah. I've seen him... He's, uh, <laughs> I've seen him fresher. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Is that a late fitness test, Davy? No, no. It's a good day, wasn't that, it? I'll be all right yeah. to come off the bench, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> last five minutes. Good day out yesterday. Can we say who was, was there, of yeah, course? Yeah, Chick, Hugh Keevans. Young, Hugh Keevans, yourself, Paul, uh, Mark Greedy. Um, yep. Some of the guys I've known over the years in this business. Uh, it was great to have, a, great to have a, a couple of refreshments, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, you were too young to come along to that. You'd be glad no, to I know. Was, I was down yeah. in um, Altrincham. I know, how was it to yeah, see it was good. It was good. He yep. made his debut last night. They got a great one against Chesterfield. What was the crowd? It was 3,000, just over 3,000, which was yeah. uh, great. So it was a real good game. They won uh, 1 0. Um, really enjoyed it. It was like back to front. Mm. It was a bit kind of old school, um, but I enjoyed it. It was a good night. What was the pitch like itself? The pitch was decent. Yep. Um, the water that. Uh, the sprinklers were on before the game then at half time um, no really impressed with the the facility and the setup. and the game was um, end to end stuff it was brilliant to watch David you were looking at the pitch uh, yeah, at Dens Park at the weekend it's the yeah. one thing that, that I think lets our game down in terms of being able to market it as a top product I think our pitches have to be better obviously I've said that I'm not in agreement with allowing plastic pitches but then these pitches at the weekend and we're at a stage of the season where the pitches are starting to yeah. dry out and you can see a couple of times the ball was passed back to Alan McGregor. He's terrifying in case he takes a ball ball and goes over his foot. Yeah. 
you know, and so many times in that game you saw, the, you know, the ball taking a bobble. It'd be great if we could get the type of pitches that we see in England. Can't be that difficult to grow grass, can it? It's not that far away from here, isn't it? Not Barry. And they're the what the fifth tier in England. Fifth, fifth tier. Yeah. Wow. Um, and look, it's, it's on BT. To be honest with you, the, the mm-hmm. games in the conference, and you see some of the the facilities and the, the playing surfaces down there. Um, it'll put us to shame at times. We'll hear a bit more from the Scotland manager in a minute or two. Some of the other headlines today. Fashion Sakala, he's tested positive for COVID, so he'll miss the games with Zambia. Uh, will he be fit for Rangers Celtic a week on Sunday? We will watch and see. Andy Robertson, as you know, is out. He has COVID. He might be there at the game tomorrow night. Lyndon Dykes is out as well, but he could travel and be there. And Aaron Hickey, unlikely to play because he just woke up and not feeling too good this morning. The manager revealed that today. That's a pity. Yeah, I was disappointed. I mean, obviously, I don't like to see the, the, the young man um, ill, but I was looking forward to seeing him. Because, uh, listen, he's, he's playing in a, a difficult league um, out there. And I, I love seeing he's been out there as a, a young man. Um, and he's he's learning his trade. And probably the defensively over there, they're, they're always sound Italian teams. So... I was looking forward to seeing him, but it looks if he's going to miss out through illness, which is disappointing. David, here's the manager speaking about Aaron Hickey. Good. Obviously, listen, Aaron made a, a really brave decision as a young man to, to move abroad, work in Italy. Uh, so he's, he's grown up pretty quickly. Uh, he's, he's fitted in, uh, comes across as a really really confident guy and look forward to seeing him on the pitch. When I, would, I, was, I was always sort of thinking with Aaron that just let him settle into the squad and see how it goes. We've got two games. It's not a case of rushing him in and throwing him into the first game. He's still a young man. He's got plenty of time on his side. So I was undecided about that one anyway, but the fact that he's a little bit under the weather this morning probably makes my mind up. Davy, Italy, young player, yeah. a defender. It's an art in Italy, isn't it? It's a great chance, I think. Would have been a great chance had he been OK to throw him in. You know, a game against Poland, that you know, it's not vital to, that we win the game we want it to play well it's a great chance I, I would have thought for, for Steve to have had a look at him um, he's playing in Serie A against some of the, the top players in Europe um, so clearly he's doing really well I mean I, I've got to say when I, when he went over I thought not sure that he'll stick that over there you know young boy I think his family did go out with him but I, I thought this is going to be tough for him particularly the way the Italians before games, they, they go away for, for a couple of days. Um, concentration, I think they call it, or, or, or something. Yeah. But, you know, they, they dedicate the, themselves to, to the game. And I thought a kid of that age might have found it hard after playing in Scotland, but I've got so much admiration for what he's done. Not only has he stuck it out, he has, you know, made himself a mainstay in what is a very difficult league. It just shows you what type of character he is. Um, as you see a lot of young players they don't want to they're, they're scared to go and make that move even if it's still um, in the UK he's made that move to Serie A and Davies right he's coming up against AC Milan Inter Milan Fiorentina um, Atalanta like, I'm talking top teams with top players um, and it's brilliant to see he's got the the call up just disappointing but we're obviously not going to see him tomorrow and you saw the way the Italians train when you were alongside Joe Jordan yeah, an international well, duty what was it like even then well and I, I just remember the, dis- the difference in, in Joe when he came back in terms of his preparation the stretching he was doing or the amount of stretching he would do before a game his warm up you know at that time we used to run out the tunnel and kick the ball about for five minutes up as a warm up Joe was Joe was totally different um he had he'd learned a, a totally different approach in, in Italy and you, you, you could see it and I'm sure young Hickey will be the same. Who's going to be the captain? Well, we asked the manager. I haven't decided yet. 
I've got so many candidates. Carl McGregor, captain of Celtic, Grant Hanley, captain of Norwich, Craig Gordon, captain of Hearts. I've got loads of captains. That's fantastic. I love it. But you're not getting who's captain tomorrow. Davey's not saying much. He didn't mention Kieran Tierney. He's not a captain. But there are a lot of gunners who are saying he should be the captain at Arsenal mm -hmm. to stop, stop yeah. this move to maybe Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'll go for Grant Hanley. Just got a hunch he'll go for Grant Hanley. And I, I think it's a good position to be captain. Mm -hmm. You know, in the, the, the back three, um, I think I'll go for Grant Hanley. Might be wrong, but that would be my hunch. Barry, what do you reckon? Well, he mentioned... Three real experienced players mm -hmm. there, and I wouldn't argue with him. I just look at Kieran Tierney, and I think he's the obvious choice for me. Look, I know he's vice captain, but Lacazette mm -hmm. is either no playing or he gets substituted. The armband goes straight to, to Kieran Tierney. Um, but look, that's a great problem to have as a manager when you've got so many leaders in, inside that dressing room. And whatever one he picks, out of the, about the four. Um, that we've just mentioned there whatever one he picks um, will be a good one anyway Here's one of the candidates Craig Gordon Enjoy being together we've, we've been relatively successful in recent times you mentioned the good run that we're on and it's been a while since we've, we've actually got together so I think everybody was, was looking forward to, to being in camp again and whoever we play we're, we're looking forward to it and you know, everybody's turned up that was able to and we're, we've still got a really strong squad so yeah just looking forward to to being in this environment again and, and playing and hopefully getting good results. 65 caps it will be tomorrow night if he starts, which he almost certainly will, won't he? Uh, and he's up against Poland. Both games will present challenges in that respect of whether they play their, their full team to start with, make changes, make substitutions which could disrupt the game. But you know, they, these are things we're just going to have to cope with. Um, we, we don't know if they'll, they'll play a, a full-strength team or, or maybe keep some of the, the bigger players for the, the second game. To, to avoid injuries and that's that's up to them but for us it's about controlling what we can control and that's our performance and, and trying to win the game It's been a, a great atmosphere it's that old question Davey isn't it How are the, how's the mood in the camp I think that was the question <laughs> on that one but you can tell with Scotland he's got a club atmosphere Barry and a kind of club attitude with the players yeah, that's, what he's, that's what he's created Paul he's created that um, that's down to the manager and the coaching staff and also the, the players and as I said every time you listen to them getting interviewed or you see them on the TV um, doing an interview, they look to me of they're, they're always happy to be there. In previous campaigns or previous eras, it looked to me of they were, look, they obviously want to represent their country, but they look to me of it's a happy, happy place. Um, and nowadays, when you look at the squad that he picks, you very rarely see any call-offs, unless it's obviously what's happened to Andy Robertson through COVID. Lyndon Dykes has been out injured for a couple of weeks now. Uh, with QPR um, albeit you normally get a full if he picks 24-25 players normally that 24 or 25 turn up a few new faces came in the other day here's the manager speaking about the new look of the squad well first and foremost I tell them all that they're in the squad because they've impressed me so they don't have to run around like crazy on the training pitch trying to impress me even more they have to come they have to fit into the group they have to feel part of it and I, th I think that's a big thing they have to come in and feel comfortable it can be difficult because obviously we're a Thursday game we didn't meet up until the Monday lunchtime so we haven't we haven't had an awful lot of training time uh, time on the pitch but it's just been a matter of reinforcing for the guys who've been here before what we do and making sure that the, the new boys in the squad understand the, the way we work and the way we want to play Davey he's really sensible yeah, yeah, it's a great time, I think, to be Scotland manager. You know, Gordon Strachan spent most of his time picking players from the, the Championship yeah. second tier in England. 
Not now. Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United, Newcastle, Leeds. That's where Steve Clark is picking his players from. Plus all the, the top players in Scotland who've got Champions League and European experience. You know, I, I think we're a, I think we're a proper footballing uh, country now. And if you look at the age of the the squad as well, I think the I think there's a lot to look forward to as a Scotland fan. He doesn't have his captain Andy Robertson tomorrow night. He's been speaking about him. No, no, just the same the same situation as Stephen Naismith went over yesterday. Uh, still monitoring the situation with Andy, monitoring the situation with Lyndon. We hope that both of them can be up even just to watch the game. If not, hopefully they can make it before the next game. Barry. Yeah, in terms of the squad, it's exciting times for me. Davey's just mentioned there that an age where they're going to be together for the next four to six years. I maybe question Craig Gordon because he's 40, 41. I don't know if he can keep going on, but the the vast majority of that squad will be together and you can see them growing every single time they play. They get better and better. Um, and as I said, it's exciting times to be a Scotland fan just now. He was asked about potential debuts tomorrow. It does because I can use up to six substitutes, so 17 players can be involved in the game. But we'll see how the game goes. Not giving too much away, Davey. He's a bit no, like does, that. Does no, he doesn't, does he? <laughs> well, you played alongside him. Yeah. I, well, I played, I, played, I played against him against certainly him. when he was a youngster at uh, St Mun, and you know at that time nobody would have forecast the career he was going to have. Um, you know, both as a Chelsea player and if you look at some of the great managers that he's he's worked under. Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Dalglish. Dalglish. I mean, it's a who's who list of of managers. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the job he did at, at Kilmarnock, I, I would imagine that would be down to what what he learned from all these guys we've just mentioned. Mm. Some... Yeah, I, I was watching a thing the other night on Sky. Uh, Gary Neville meets yeah. older players and it was Zola. Oh. He, he met Is that when they're sitting together in the kind of cinema, yeah, big room? that's yeah. right. And um, obviously the team that Zola, when they first came over, played in. Steve Clark was a big part of that. Rude Toilet, Mark Hughes, um, De Matteo. I mean, it was, what a team. And Steve Clark always get mentioned that he was one that they, they could hang their, their hat on uh, as a player. I didn't realise he was... He was that good, um, but as a, a coach, Dave, he's just mentioned there, the clubs that he's worked at are top, top clubs and he's managed in the Premier League and as I said, the, the job he'd done at, at Kilmarnock, getting them up to third place. Third? Unbelievable achievement. And within and, three years, they're relegated. Yep, and it's been a, a slow burner, the Scotland thing, when he first came in, it wasn't great to see, but do you know what? He, he shut up shop at the back. That's what he had to do first. Stop conceding goals, and then he's built and built and built. Got us to a Euros, and look, I think, I think we're, I wouldn't say a stick on, but we've got every chance of getting to that World Cup. And there's one or two coming through as well: Billy Gilmer, um, Aaron Hickey, Portis, Suter, Patterson, Patterson. So I, I, I think not only is the age group of this squad good in terms of youth. But there are others coming through as well, and that, that's that's what he will want competition. Let's talk about some of those younger players after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go! Latest news on the Euros 2028. We thought that the UK and Ireland would go in unopposed, but Davey, I see that Russia and Turkey have put in an expression of interest to hold it in 2028. Politics afoot there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great if um, UK and Ireland got it because it would open the door, if you like, for Hamden reconstruction. I think it would be significant government money to do Hamden up. And I think that's what we all really want, isn't it? A Hamden that, that can generate 
the type of atmosphere that the old stadium many years ago generated. And I think to do that, I don't know how you and Barry feel, but I think you've got to bring the ends in closer to the pitch. For sure, Barry. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said it a few times. Yeah. That That's the only issue we have. Don't get me wrong, I've played in two or three games where the atmosphere's been absolutely electric, but generally, the fans are too far away yeah. behind the goal. It's it's too too big a distance. And that that's the thing that Hamden needs to get that they they both ends behind the goal, get them squeezed in right behind the goal and create a much better atmosphere. But man, you had about hundred yards to run it through your jersey and in the crowd in the yeah, Scottish Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I was knackered. <laughs> David, you've seen a few, you've played in a few as well, some of your greatest days Love at Hamden. Hamden. And that I mean your free kick in the eighty five, the hundredth Scottish Cup final was uh it was a phenomenal free kick. Yeah, yeah, it was it's, one of them. I yeah. could have stood there all day, not done it again. But it, you know, when the moment mattered, it, yeah. it, it, you know, I, I got fortunate that I caught an absolutely sweet spot, as you would say, a, yeah. a, about a golf shot. But and that that was a moment really that you know I played over three hundred games for Celtic, but that's that's the one they all wanted. Supporters will want it. Supporters of a certain age, should I say, <laughs> want to talk to me about. It. And it's great. It's great going down memory lane now and again. He's, he's not bigging it up enough. Do you know what? Yeah. I think we spoke about we it two or three weeks ago. And you know what I'd done when I got in? I went on and had a look. <laughs> and it was top notch. Take the listeners through it then, Barry, for those who can't remember it or see it. Right? I'll, so, I'll wait for it. Was 25 yards out? No, I'd 30, say 24 no. yards. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Former Rangers captain there giving us his take on it. Um, right. I think right. I, I would always yeah. rather have taken a free kick than a penalty. I was terrified of penalties. I took one penalty in my life in a testimonial and missed it against Man United. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't I never took another one. And at any time I, the Celtic game that I was involved in went at penalties, I hid. <laughs> I hated penalties. Yeah. But free kicks, there's no pressure on you because you're not really expected to score penalties. It's real pressure, I think. Barry, we've mentioned a few times, the Crofty and Grado Challenge was on today and you'll find out tomorrow morning at breakfast who wins that one. Is it going to be Crofty or Grado and you may well hear Barry and Davey on that as well it's today at Goals in, in Clyde Bank it's Barry, a sad day when Grado's better than the penalties isn't it we'll, yeah, we'll find <laughs> out tomorrow morning uh, what no, I'm they, talking about myself or yourself yeah. I know yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, yeah I was actually in a good run then I missed day, day two Dundee yep. at Dundee and then we, happens, as yeah. I said we got a third one and the guys were looking at me I was like there's no chance <laughs> I'm taking a third penalty here and then I never took a penalty again for I think it was two or three years and then we get one in the semi-final Fiorentina in the UEFA Cup and as captain you've got to stand up and first penalty saved I yep. just, I could, I honestly yeah. I could I not remember. believe it and yeah. I turned round and I just seen the boys their heads were down and um, thankfully we, we get through because you know all sorts of, of things start running yeah. through your, your mind but I will say Fiorentina keeper what a save he made for us Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you your nephew Lewis I know oh, he just missed one for the first time yeah, yeah. but two at the weekend and his value Calgary apparently have been watching him they're saying three and a half million bid is coming in Barry what do you think he looks full of confidence he's back mm -hmm. he, he, not so good early in the season but he looks to be enjoying his football yeah he, he went through one of those stages where there was a wee bit off it mm -hmm. he would admit himself he's, he's honest enough uh, boy uh, but I watched the game against Tibbs mm -hmm. And obviously the penalty comes, but he first go and grab the ball because he'd missed the, the previous mm -hmm. one at Hearts um, against Hearts at Tynecastle, yeah. And again, um, he slotted the two penalties away, but now he's looking to be back to his best, going and, and dictating a game, going looking for the ball, getting beyond the, the strikers. He's getting in amongst things now. So 
I said it on Monday night. I think now it's probably the time for, for Lewis, and I, I'm not being disrespectful to Aberdeen, I think now is the time for Lewis to, to try and move and go and see if he can do it at the at the top. And I think he's got all the attributes, there's no doubt about that. Dave Cormack can't stop him. If they get a, a decent offer from Calgary, Dave Cormack has to let him go. Aberdeen stole Lewis Ferguson. They got him for a development fee from Hamilton. A couple of hundred grand. No, no, even that, Davey. Less? Yeah, but I think it was something like 110, £120,000. Wow. So, I mean, if they're going to get three, three and a half million quid, it's, an, it's a no-brainer. And it also, I think there comes a time where you have to be fair to the player, even if he's under contract. You know, there was genuine interest from Watford. He never got away, to be fair to him. Got his head down, battled through a poor run of form, and he's come back now. And if he gets a chance to go to Serie A, they've, they've got to give him... You've got to allow him that chance. I wonder if he's rooming with uh, Aaron Hickey, maybe practicing a wee bit of uh, yeah, Italian there, yeah. Davey, maybe. What a move it would be for him. Yeah, yeah it would, I, I would, I'll be honest with you, I would like to see him go to England. Mm -hmm. um, but listen, Serie A, we spoke about Hickey, um, the, the players yep. that he's going to be coming up against and the, the teams. Um, we just need to wait and see, but he's getting back to the levels with, which... I expect him um, and he's starting to play some some proper stuff No chance that a Ferguson could be back where his dad was at Rangers and his uncle Well I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers mm. or Celtic, or Celtic um, are looking at him but it'll come down to what Aberdeen are, are wanting for him Davey I, I thought the fee that we're looking was a bit over the top for him in the summer with, with Watford um, that didn't happen because Watford what, What's the number? What, what, what is the fee they're looking for? I don't know, at that time I think they were wanting something like six or seven million pounds. Yeah, this is the crazy thing because mm. see if you want six million pounds for a player, you have to pay him accordingly. You have to pay him the wages of a six million pound player. And that doesn't happen. Mm. He'll be on much I mean, I don't know what he'd be on there, but listen, I'm only guessing, yeah. but it, it won't be a lot of money no. if Lewis yeah. is on you know, I'd imagine the average wage at Aberdeen would be a couple of grand a week mm -hmm. yeah. um plus bonuses, but that, you know, a, a chance to go to Serie A, that's a life-changing thing. Here's a young player. He's, he's been yep. good for Aberdeen, Lewis. Yes. No doubt, but yeah. Aberdeen's been good for him. It's gave him that platform mm. higher up to go and, and showcase his talents. And he's, he's certainly done that over the piece because mm. he's been through a couple of wee dips, what every young player does go through. But the most important thing, he's come through them and he's starting now to, to go up levels. But here's Stevie Clark speaking about a young player who's gone to England, to Everton. The manager who signed him has gone... He's hardly featured, of course, it's uh, Nathan Patterson. Good, good. I think he's happy to be here. He's obviously had a tough time going into Everton. Uh, I think when you, you sign for a club and the manager who signed you leaves the club uh, and someone else comes in, it can always be a little bit more difficult. Nathan's not really, you can't say that he's been poor at Everton because he's not had the chance yet. I'm sure and I'm, I'm hoping that in the coming, coming weeks and months that he'll get a little bit more game time at Everton, which will help us and help Nathan's development. Davey, what are you thinking? I'm surprised he's, he's not had more of a chance. Um, is it John Joe Kenny who's playing yeah. right back? Mm -hmm. uh, Seamus Coleman, that's your position. Um, Seamus has, has been a terrific player uh, for him, an absolute snip that David Moyes got from the Irish leagues. John Joe Kenny, Nathan Patterson. I think if I had my choice, I'd be going, for, I'd be going with Patterson. Barry? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, listen, it must be difficult for him because Benitez signed him and then a week or two later, yeah. he, he's out the door. Um, and now look they get absolute battered at the weekend against Crystal Palace so I think next game I would expect him to at least start and, and go and give him the, the opportunity because I do think he's got all the attributes there's, there's no doubt about it he showed that plenty of times um, for Rangers and you want to see young Scottish players when they go down to the uh, the big league 
down in down in England. You want to go and, and hope that they, they do well. But I, I still think he's got um he's got it in him to um, come through this rough patch and, and start playing on a regular basis for Everton. A good young defender, not in the squad, sent off at the weekend, Ryan Porteous. So Hibbs appealed the ordering off. No surprise, it's been rejected, so he's got a four-match ban, but he'll will be able to play in the cup semi-final against Hearts. That's big news for Hibs, isn't it? But what do you make of Ryan Porteous? We've talked about him a, a lot of times. They're saying his discipline's better. He did go for the ball. It was an ordering off, no question. But what are you thinking about? For, him? First and foremost, I like him. I, I think he's he's um, I think he's a good defender when he's he's focused. Um, but in terms of the sending off, he's cleaned McCrory out. I, when I seen Hibs were appealing, look, I'm sure. Portis has went for the ball, but you can't argue he's cleaned them out. It's it's a definite red card. Um, yeah, people are going to question his with the amount of bookings and, and sending offs he's had. But I, I like him. I've got to be honest with you. I do. I think he's got real good attributes. Um, but listen, it'll always get labelled against you when you you do stuff like that on the pitch. Davy, well, give a dog a bad name. Um, I think he's got a reputation now. I think referees are looking for him. Uh, I'm not sure he's learning as he should be. He's He's got a history, particularly against Rangers. He goes to Ibrox early on the season. Was it Yanis Adje? cleaned out, red card, and Hibs were one up at the time. And arguably cost Hibs the game. I, I, I hope I hope he is learning and I hope he's having a think about it because he, he's a, a real talent, the boy. Mm-hmm. But he's rash at times. He, he's, he's really got to be... He's got to think a, a bit more... He, he feels he's got to commit to every challenge when I think at times he should just stay on his feet. He's got to learn. Yeah, he's he's right. Davey's right, but he has got the talent. There's talent there. There's no doubt. But at some stage, when you, as a centre-back, especially the way the game's going now, um, you can't be rash. You've got to make the right decisions. And if you don't make the right decisions, you're going to get booked or sent off nowadays. So that's something that he needs to, to learn quickly. But... I've got to be honest with you, he said his critics, but I like him. I do think he's a, a, a good player when he's when his head's on it. All right, we'll hear from more from the manager. We'll hear from Craig Gordon as well. And we'll hear from you, head of the Scotland game, 0808 17 17 700. That's after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Just over 24 hours away from, I wonder how many, what, 40-odd thousand at Hamden tomorrow night. The challenge game with Poland. £10 from each ticket going to the UNICEF appeal for the good people in Ukraine. Barry, looking forward to it tomorrow night. We know that Aaron Hickey, not feeling great, looks as though he's out. We know that the captain is out and so is Lyndon Dykes. But it's a chance for other players. Yeah, it's a, it's an opportunity for new guys that have been called into the squad. Um and look, I'm sure the Scotland fans will turn out in force. You've just said they're over 40,000. I've not seen them play for over, what is it, four months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll turn out in force and, and support the team. And the most important thing is they're getting a game together. My worry was that they couldn't sort a, a game out um, due to, obviously, the, the game with Ukraine um, getting called off. Uh, so, listen, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the players step back on the pitch at Hamden and hopefully get a 
a positive result and keep the confidence high. 0808 17 17 700, your chance to call Davy Proven for the second last time here after a distinguished career, Barry. You grew up <laughs> listening to him, didn't you? Uh, on the radio and on Sky as well. And Davy, how are you feeling about it with uh, just over a week to go? I'm, I'm looking forward to um, putting my feet up, Paul. Going to, to live in uh, the Costa Blanca in Spain, something that uh, my wife and I have been intending and doing for a long number of years. Um, Listen, I've had, a, I've had a great run in, in this business, no complaints at all. Since you, um, I still remember the phone call when you asked me to come on to, it was a different radio station, but <laughs> you gave me my my break, if you like. And listen, it's just ironic that I've it's come full circle and I'm, I'm bowing out alongside you. It's uh, It's been a privilege. As we build Go Radio, it's our privilege, Davey. Tell them what happened, the first report. Was it St Mirren you were at? Oh, you yeah. came back into the studio in those days. Right, so. Yeah, and I had, <laughs> I had written... Notes. So I think there was there was three red cards. There was a penalty missed. Um, something like that. Anyway, so Paul said, you know, making his first appearance from Radio Clyde, Davy Proven, and what a game we sent you to, Davy. Three red cards, a penalty missed. <laughs> now he's taking the words out of my mouth. He's left me with absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> I was babbling like an idiot. That'll never last. And when was that? That was just after you left Celtic. Yeah, yeah. that would be I think 89, 80, 80, 89. Amazing, I think so. isn't yeah. it? Were you born then? <laughs> Just, I was ten year old. Yeah, ten year old. Well, let me tell you. I mean, yeah. I, I've I've so enjoyed watching this fella here that's sitting mm. next to me. Um, and I've yeah. I've probably covered most of the big games that Barry's played in. Most memorable for me was the Italy game at Hamden when he scored Scottish Cup final, the free kick he scored that day. I've mm. I've seen most of this man's uh, great moments, and it's been a, a real pleasure watching him. Willie is on the line, a Rangers fan from Easterhouse. Willie, good evening. Good evening, how you doing, guys? Yeah, good, Willie. Yeah, we're all keeping well doing that. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. My wee question is, like I said, if old firm did go to Sydney, as I said, you think we play as a testing module? Maybe do I go that way and not see the team score a goal? It's just like the news that Rangers here don't score a goal. So they may come back next time, so at least see my team score a goal. What do we think? Who wants to take that one? Yep, Barry. In, so, ter- in terms of uh, going over, yeah. will it be played like a, a testimonial? Yeah. Ah, just, well, <laughs> just, 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 no, no half tackles, maybe. I think there'll be a few tackles, uh, Willie. No doubt about that. When you're, when Celtic <laughs> Rangers play Aye. against each other, they'll be they'll be desperate to win. Look, albeit it's a, f- a friendly game, that's where it's getting built up. A challenge game. Yeah, a oh, challenge uh, game. But when you come up against your fiercest rivals, you want to win. You you guys can't play friendlies anyway. I mean, I played you know in, in games, charity mm. games, <laughs> and Jimmy Bonham. We don't play. We don't play friendlies. You yeah. know, you're professional footballers. Well, listen, particularly when when the you know the, the no matter who the teams play, how how weak or how strong the squads are, it will be meaty. It will be feisty. That, that's what these two shirts demand, and particularly with the the type of crowd they're talking about uh, getting. Uh, I, I, I think it'll be well worth a watch Wally what about your team then Rangers how excited are you about the Europa League quarter final coming up and, and uh, how do you feel the job GVB's doing I think, I think as long as you keep Alfred and my back keep him healthy and fit Alfred and my other makes a big difference to you think I mean he's not there and they don't seem as powerful Morelos is, is quite annoying isn't he <laughs> he's just, he's just people just 
leans on Daffodil and that, you know, make some noise there. Hard to play against Barry. You always say that first name in the team sheet. Yeah, I, I, I think if you ask any centre backs, they'll no enjoy. He, he likes the physical side of uh, Morelos. Um, but th- look, I'll be honest with you, since Van Bronckhurst has took over, I think you've seen a, a, a massive difference in him in terms of fitness and his, his quality has always been there. But I'm a big believer. When you feel fit as a professional footballer, your performances are are a lot better. And certainly since Gio's come in, um, he's been he's been excellent up top. Not just his goal scoring, but his link-up plays overall general play has improved. Do you think Stephen Gerrard had got the best out of him and then they had, I'm not saying they'd fallen out, but Stephen Gerrard did say earlier in the year, you know, he was frustrated that he didn't come back from Colombia and get right into the Champions League qualifier. Yeah, listen, as a professional, the most important part of the season is pre-season. And if you miss um, any part of pre-season, you, you're playing catch-up. So when he was obviously late and coming back it wasn't ideal he was a bit off the pace and that's where at the time the Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard wasn't happy but now he's got he's um, he's got fit he, he looks I mean when you look at him on the TV he looks if he's slimmed down a bit um, he's ov- it's clear that they're obviously working hard with him and to me when he's on it he's Rangers best uh, best centre forward by a country mile Davy Morellis yeah, change change character, isn't he? And listen, let 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 be let there be no doubt. He let Steven Gerrard down badly by not coming back in time to play in the Champions League qualifier against Malmo. Also, I, I happen to think that he he was heavy. I think he was heavy, um, which for a professional is is unforgivable. But at the moment, he looks back to his very best, and the the difference is is amazing. The difference in the and the boy's attitude and his fitness, uh, his, his general play, uh, he's obviously in a good place in his head and he's a top, top player again. And which makes it all the more important, I think, for Rangers to sort out a contract for him. They can't allow him to go into the last year of his contract. So there's a big decision coming up on Morelos this summer. He, he's got one more year left after this summer. And you can't let a player, because um, even just now, you, you, you're talking about in between 10 and 15 million quid mm. getting into the last year of your, your contract. So I, I think I heard the manager say that he's keen to get something sorted. Um, and they need to get something sorted. If not, you can't let them go for nothing. You can't. It's too much too much money to lose. Uh, and I would love to see him. He looks to me if he's in a happy place. Yeah. It looks to he me if he's look, enjoying it. Yeah. Smiling. He's play, yeah, and you don't you very rarely see him uh, see him smile. <laughs> so I think it's important that Rangers try and get him tied down on a, a new long term contract. Willie, that would be a tough night for you just over a month ago when Celtic um well they hammered Rangers, didn't they, in that game. So can your team come back? Will they come back and beat Celtic a week on Sunday? Oh aye. Well, of course I <laughs> And you believe it? <laughs> I haven't said, have said no. I've got to quit believing the Rangers. Oh, and you must have seen it over the years. Sometimes, you know, Rangers can thrash Celtic and then, you know, a month or two later, it's the other way around. But, it's strange. Oh, well, believe me, Rangers know they need to win this. They can't lose win. it or they can't even um, get a point. Rangers need to, to win it. And you've, they've yeah. got to get in with that mindset. They need to make sure they get the three points. Whether that's playing great or making into a battle or winning the battle, Rangers need uh, to get one, the three points. One ugly. One ugly like mm. Sunday. Ugly was, uh, Sunday gave us an ugly game to watch, but it's still managed to win. So 
<laughs> exactly. you're right. No, you're right, Willie. Sometimes when you're at that stage of the season, I know fans want to see them play nice, attractive football. But listen, the pitch, the pitch wasn't great either. Rangers were poor, really poor in the, the first half. Second half, fair play to the manager, made a couple of changes. And listen, the one ugly, as you said, Davy, it's down to three points, isn't it? It yeah. almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I do agree with Mark McGee. I think the goal was always coming. It's easy to say with the benefit of hindsight, it was always coming, but. Then they looked out on their feet to, towards the end. But on a, a, a horrible pitch, it was all about um, getting out of Dundee with the points and, and Rangers did it. And it, it doesn't matter whether it's a pretty game or not. It's going to be some run into the season, isn't it? Fabulous. Willie, you've seen so many. Who was your all-time favourite Rangers player? Oh, oh, as I said last time, yep. Collins, Collins did. Oh, that's right, Col, you did. Col, 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 Colin, oh, Collins, oh, Collins did. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember Collins when they were running with the same age group, you know. My goodness. <laughs> no. yeah. I play Nicole and I call him. Nicole and I really same age now. Wow. Can I, th- can I tell him top? <laughs> Listen, thanks for finding uh, the Go Radio Football Show. It's great to hear you, Willie. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers, Willie. Cheers, Cheers Willie. soon. Yep. First £100,000 player, Davey. You yeah, played with I think him. he was, yeah. yeah. Hibs, Hibs to Rangers, yeah. And I, I played with him in the latter stages of his career. He wasn't playing for Rangers. Needed to play, and he came down to Kilmarnock where I was a teenager. And God, I, I, Used to talk about the old reserve league, but the things I learned from playing with Colin Steen, um, just because of his experience, uh, would, he would he was known as the Louisville Lip Ibrox, I believe. He never stopped talking. Is that right? And yeah. it was great to play with him because he never stopped giving you advice. <laughs> like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Never, just yeah. Yeah. So last night we had Chris Burke with us in the show, as you know, and uh, Kilmarnock big game this weekend. What about Partick Thistle though, last night? You know, on the on the well, fringes of promotion. What about the weekend but, as well? Yeah. Hamilton beat them four 0 and then last night. Yeah, there's what are you thinking, Barry? It's four one last if night. You, if you'd Finland. asked me before the weekend, stick on to finishing the playoffs. Mm. But now, done. I mean, that's two bad, bad, bad defeats. Hamilton, albeit they're, they're, I think the third or fourth bottom. Them Finland have been struggling all season. Yeah. They go to East End Park and get beat convincingly four one. Um, Ian McCall will not be a happy man. Mm. And Davey, for your old for team, Kilmarnock, it's yeah. looking good. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's looking good. But I mean, they're both, you know, who are on a really bad run. Good result of the weekend. Mm-hmm. They're breathing down Kilmarnock's neck, and I think I think there's probably more pressure on Kilmarnock because the players will realise mm-hmm. that the the club stuck with the the Premiership budget. They had they really have to get back up this season. They're a full time club, mm-hmm. so that I, I would. I would guess there's more pressure on Kilmarnock. There's no expectation out of Broth. They've had a great season. Mm. If they finish top three, four, five, they've had a great season. You know, only part-time club in the league, almost winning the league. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule a Broth out. Second last game of the season. I, I would love to see a Broth do it, but I, I think Kilmarnock are too strong. I, I think they've hit a bit of form at the right time. Um, they've got a, a right good manager in place. And if you look at the squad overall, they should have enough quality, but... <laughs> don't write our broth off they, again great result of the weekend they're hanging in there our broth but for me Kilmarnock will do it and in the Premiership that Rumpa clubs obviously Hearts are going to be third but who's going to be top six um, and you've got you know Motherwell what's that five points we mentioned earlier out of a possible 33 they haven't won this year Aberdeen a point ahead of them uh, they could miss out in top six as well or they could both of them could end up in Europe yep yeah, I've went for my Obviously, Hearts yeah, are finishing sure. third. I've went Dun United, Aberdeen, and Ross County. Ross County. Yep. That's who I think will finish in the top six. Ross County's a remarkable story. Oh. Yep. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, given Roy McGregor's history of firing <laughs> managers, um, Malky Mackay must have felt he was going to get the, <laughs> the, the bullet, you yep. know, because after, I think, the first six games, they had two points. Or, and the turnaround has been miraculous. And I keep saying it, I hope Malky, no disrespect to Ross County, but I hope he gets a bigger stage and gets another shot at the big time because I think it proved at Cardiff he's a, he's a top manager. Who do you think, Davey, will uh, be top six then? Let's see. So... Would you Dundee United? Aberdeen uh, could under Jim Goodwin start. I to, just think yeah. Aberdeen because that result of the weekend, yeah. I've got to take confidence for that. That's that was Jim's first win as Aberdeen manager, and to mm. be fair, the 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 battered um, Hibs in the second half. So mm. that's why I've went Aberdeen. So if we look at Hearts, so Celtic seventy six points plus the goal difference. We'll come back to that. Rangers seventy three, Hearts on fifty three. Then you've got after thirty one games, Dundee United on thirty nine points. Hibs and Livy on 37, Ross County, Motherwell and St Mirren on 36, Aberdeen on 35. So it's, uh, what do you think, David? Hibs are going backwards, aren't they? Looks like it. I don't think Hibs are going to make it. Uh, Motherwell's form is not good. Um, Aberdeen should kick on after that result at the the weekend. Mm. Um, Ross County, yeah, I think Ross County will make it. Dundee in the bottom, 23 points, and St Johnson on 27. It looks as though Dundee under Mark McGee will go down. They could still, I mean, there's seven games to go, but it looks tough for them. And St Johnson beginning to pick up points. Yeah, huge result for St Johnson at the at the weekend. Um, and I, I think they've got better players than Dundee. Mm. You know, I think Dundee, the Dundee have tried to do it with experienced players. You know, Charlie Adam, Lee Griffiths come in, Jason Cummings. I'm not. I'm not sure it's really worked, mm-hmm. Barry. Yeah, look. To to be fair to Dundee, I thought the first half they done yeah. pretty well um, against Rangers, but they ran out of gas. Ran out of gas between St Johnson and Dundee. St Johnson are, are are going to finish in the the playoffs. Dundee, for me, will finish bottom. At the top of the table, Celtic on 76, as we mentioned, Rangers on 73. And Barry, that's the, the goal difference now. Celtic plus 51, Rangers plus 37. An extra point. Yeah. It's yeah. 14 goals here, a, a difference. That's why I'm, I'm even more convinced than what I said three weeks ago, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's why Rangers need to win every single game. And you think they will? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's every possibility. They've got to take confidence. Getting through into the quarterfinals, um, the perform- what, what I like is the performance was well below par mm-hmm. in Sunday, but they're finding a way to win. Mm-hmm. And that's what good teams uh, do if they get every they've got every opportunity to win every game, um, but it's going to come down to the two old firm games next next weekend. Um, it's going to be what a game April for me. What a month! <sighs> what a month of football! I know you'll be watching it from a Spanish beach. You've got a view. <laughs> Obviously, you always do, Davy. What do you think is going to happen? Rangers Celtic, high noon. Yeah. A week on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried from the Celtic point of view that Celtic can afford to, to lose the game. And I, I think I said last week in the programme, I always felt when we played Rangers and we had to win, we had a better chance of winning because your mindset is good. I never really liked going to play Rangers knowing we could afford to lose. Um, and I think, I think very often the team that needs it most wins it. And for that reason, I think Rangers will win the next Old Firm game. And it'll come down to the the last game at, at Celtic Park. We'll ask what Barry thinks of that next. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. For Poland, I can't really speak. I don't know how they're going to approach the game. Uh, Obviously, they've got a massive game on on Tuesday. For ourselves, it's just a matter of trying to pick up where we left left off last November. So try and find that continuity, that that feel-good factor that we had. Uh, The style of play, the way we played against Denmark was good. We want to continue that. That's how I'm looking at it. It's, it's nice to get the boys back after four months. Uh, it's a long time waiting to see them. So it's nice to have a couple of good friendlies against good opposition. Good atmosphere, Davy. The manager is uh, he's up for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone's up for it now, including the, the, the country as a whole, the, the support, who I think have basically given up on the national team for long enough. Um, there's a real momentum there now. Um, I mean, I, I don't remember the last time where I, I felt so confident about the national team. You can have to go back a long, long uh, way, maybe early McLeod time, to to get that that feeling. Um, I'm not saying it's the euphoria yeah. that we had then, but there's definitely a feeling the, the team is going in the, the right direction. That was the open-top bus before the tournament, wasn't 50, it? 50,000 yep. to wave the team away to Argentina. Um, wow. Open-top bus round Hamden. <laughs> I was covering it and then down to Presswick Airport and they flew out yeah. heroes and then came back but I mean you gave the, the nation great hope remember that he was saying oh, we could we could win it but um, yeah well we didn't obviously we met Peru well Peru Cubias wasn't it and then yep. through with Iran and then yep. beat Holland as only like, Scotland can exactly one of the greatest goals ever Yeah, Archie, Archie Gemmell. Gemmell what was the best goal you saw Davey I mean have a think about it we're getting a wee bit nostalgic tonight aren't we Barry with Davey going away next week but uh Yep, 86 Maradona against England wow halfway line without doubt I remember it without doubt the best goal of of all time Maradona remember we were on the the day he died um, last year the year before what a player David Maradona still see that little pirouette he did to lose Peter Reid inside the Argentina half England have got five or six so their top defenders go side of him and somehow only he could have done it it's a great game, isn't it? Football. Golf, does that almost equal it for you? Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of footballers do end up in the golf course yeah. because they need something to compete in. The, you know, the, I think when you stop competing at football, there's a vacuum there. You need footballers by nature, I think, want to compete. And I think the golf course is a good place to do it. And I know that Garish, uh, Barry Sharpman in his handicap right now, that He'll be down to two or three by the end mm. of the season. I've got two rounds booked for, for next week. Have so. you? Excellent. Yep. Yep. So you've Stanley. got a target, target handicap? It, uh, yeah, but I need to play. You need to play regularly. You can't just do it once mm. a week. You need to get out at least two or three times. So I've got no excuses now. So I can get out and I can play. But Davey's right. When I play, play for, I don't know, who's getting lunch or who's getting yeah. the, the round in. You've got to play for something. Brilliant, when yeah. I get in a course, Brilliant. I've got to play for something. I just don't like going out and have a wee friend. Oh, mum will have a wee friend. I had, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do that. I'm sure James will organise the Go Radio uh, trip to Spain. We did it before <laughs> at the old place. And so I took Davey, Mark Wonderful. Haley, Derek Johnson, Andy Walker 
And Fabulous trip. we had a great trip for four days in well, January. Heard all about it. Yeah, you heard it down <laughs> at uh, Marbella, La Cala. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. We did a, a we phoned in from there and stuff and raised some money. It was just it was brilliant to do. So maybe we'll do that after. I don't know when we can fit that in. We can fit it in because <laughs> you're available. <laughs> More importantly, Barry, for you this weekend, how you look? How's the injury for, ahead of the the game you against? Yeah, I'm the... going to give it a go. Listen, Paul, Moan was the enemy. I, I, I went too yourself. hard. I, I pushed. I've got to remember I'm, I'm 44. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my own fault. I keep people keep telling me, um, but I'll, I'll get a, a bash and, and see how I go. But do you know what? It's not about the game. I, I'm just looking forward to. Uh, well it is about the game because you want to win but I'm looking forward to seeing all my old teammates who I've not seen there's a number of them I've not seen for years but there's a few I've not seen for about 20 odd years like me Rod Wallace is going to be there as well who I've not seen since 2000 and what a player he was for the season that he was up here um, the first season he came sorry from Leeds he was fast wasn't he he scored scored the one on the cup final didn't he he was brilliant Davis see his movement yeah Uh, I knew he was a good player, but until you actually train with a guy every single day and and you play with him, um, he was a he was a brilliant me player, we Rod. So it'll be great to meet up with the boys and and um, have a couple of light refreshments after the after the game. I'm sure. So fingers <laughs> crossed though that you're uh, you can play for at least some of it this yeah, weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll give it yeah. a bash. I I'll try and play as long as I. I Ibrox is it just about a sellout it's a huge crowd isn't it for yeah, the, the last time it yep. was 35,000 I think brilliant up against the rest of the world yep yep some players who are world class players um, so I'm sure they they'll keep um, their self in shape but you can see that's the reason why we've named a a young squad <laughs> <laughs> so we don't we need to win the game listen it's listen, I know it's we need to win the game uh, <laughs> There's There's no friendly. Friendly. you never change nah. them <laughs> no well, you, you can't you know what I mean a lot of people say it's fun or whatever but no once that whistle goes <laughs> he's the same in here tackles. you're the same in here with the ratings you know more and more people downloading the Go Radio Football Show app and also on the YouTube channel as well Sean is on the line a Celtic fan good evening Sean good evening guys how are we doing and we're good Bye, thanks Sean. yeah Davey's good good's so is good. Barry what about good's you good. what, what are you good's thinking good. what's, yeah. it, what's in your mind yeah, not a lot. I'm just I'm actually not really enjoying this kind of international break because I was I just want the football <laughs> to get back to normal so we can hopefully wrap this league title up. There's been so much on, hasn't there? With you know Celtic Rangers going for the title, all the other tournaments as well. We know what you mean, Sean. Um, it would have been different tomorrow night if it was the World Cup playoff oh, semi-final. Yeah. No question, Aye, Sean. Under these circumstances, yeah, there's bigger pictures in football. I th- but I think that even the game in general, I think it's. I don't think we should be playing tomorrow night against Poland because who's for talking sake? I'm a Celtic supporter. Mm. What happens if Greg Taylor plays at left back tomorrow or something and gets gets a needless injury? I think the game just just shouldn't go ahead at all. That's the worry for the Celtic and Rangers fans. Um, I mean, Celtic have got their captain, who I think will, is a certain starter for Scotland tomorrow, Callum McGregor, who for me is the most important yep. player at Celtic and also in the Rangers side of things. Ryan Jack who for me is one of the most important players at Rangers so it's a worrying times like the, the fans I didn't even consider Cal McGregor too I just thought that he wouldn't even yep. really about getting a look at I was just thinking of the kind of fringe players that even though Greg Taylor's is technically our, our only kind of mm. left back at the minute but I didn't even consider Cal McGregor Barry yeah but, but I, it's not just point. the Celtic Rangers fans it'll be the Celtic Rangers manager 
managers yeah. that will be will be worried because um, there's some big players away in international duty and that's always a worry listen but I'm sure if you ask your players they'll, they, if they're playing tomorrow they'll, they'll give it 100% they'll not go into the game lightly because I think if you go in worried about getting an injury that's when normally you do get an injury so yep it is worrying times but I'm sure they'll you want you want two of the squads to be fully fit mm. next weekend yep. of course oh, oh, oh. yeah yep. Davy. Well, I mean, it's not the, the old firm certainly will be worried about players getting injuries, but so will the big English clubs. And we've got a lot of boys playing for big English clubs now, yeah. trying to qualify for the Champions League, trying yeah. to qualify for European football. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a lot at stake. And I, I guess that's just one of the, the real drawbacks about being a club manager. When you let the players go, you don't know whether they're going to come back in one piece. It's a great point, trying to win the Champions League in the case of Andy Robertson. Yeah. You know, he could, yeah. he could play in the game uh, next Tuesday. Um, so, but yeah. the old fun game is more important. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sean, what? But we're just talking earlier on uh, for your own team. Then it's uh, it's an extra point. Barry was saying that as well. The goal difference. So that, that was another big win at the weekend because it's it's easy. Remember last season, um, you know Ross County and the damage they did against Celtic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they were our bogey team last year. Even this year up at Dingwall, we've still took points off us, but. I'm loving the fact that we, we managed to kill the game off first half again. I, I feel as if this kind of one game a week is going to be crucial for Celtic as, a, as the kind of time goes on. Because I feel as much as it's brilliant for Rangers, the seeing them go, uh, going far in Europe, I think that playing Thursday, Sunday will eventually catch them up. Mm -hmm. See the 700 tickets. So Rangers are giving Celtic 700 tickets for the game a week on Sunday. What do you feel about that? John? Uh, I think it's, it's either should be back to normality with 7,000 or nothing at all, personally, for me. Yep. Uh, Sean's took your words out of my mouth. It should be 7,000. Get back to the way it was. And I, I think, yeah. and I've said it plenty of times on air, if you ask any ex-old firm player or any current old firm player, they would want it back to the way it was before. That's what creates, yeah. that's what makes that game special. And we're not just being biased because for Scottish people, the Old Firm Derby is, without question, the best derby in the world of football. Without without a doubt, in my eyes. Definitely. And it has to go back to the way it used to be. Yeah. David Froven? Yeah, certainly in terms of intensity. it's It's got to be up there with, with anything. I've never seen the Boca Juniors rubber plate game, which is yeah. something I would love to go mm. and see. But You might? Yeah, just a wee chance now. But the, the Old Firm game, yeah, yeah it's... Um, it's, it's unbeatable in terms of, of atmosphere. What about the allocation? John Hartson last night tweeted out, and he would have been on, but obviously he'll be at the Wales game uh, tomorrow night. He yeah. was saying there's no point. He agrees with Sean, he agrees with Barry. What do you think? 700 or... Waste of time. Yeah, so it's, yeah, just a waste of time. Um, I, I, I don't know where they got the figure from. or uh, uh, I'm not sure who came up with that sure. figure, but I mean, it's... it's you, see, you see you're playing at Ibrox. You come out and you had the three stands and you would turn to your left and it would be a CAA green and white and then when you, if you were going towards that goal you went and got a corner you were getting absolute <laughs> pelted but I like that yep. that's what made the game special similar when you go to Celtic Park mm. you look to the right you had your band 8 or 9,000 and then the rest was, was fully obviously Celtic supporters at Celtic Park and I, I loved that I loved that even as a supporter by the way even as a supporter when you used to come in go through the turnstile go through it and you get to your seat and the difference between seeing 7,000 your opposite, you're basically 7,000 rivals to basically the same allocation that a Motherwell 
or a St Mirren would get. It's it's shocking. It's just there's not really any atmosphere. It's great when you still win the games, but that that kind of passion for ninety minutes, I think, is gone with even seven hundred. But when you look on social media, Davey, um, a lot of people, what you read is the fans, maybe it's the fundamentalists, no, no, they don't want but, the opposition back in anymore. Yeah, Paul, can I ask, is that yeah. going to be the same for the, the last Old Firm game? I'm, I'm pretty Celtic sure. Park. I'm pretty sure it yeah, will be. Okay. Yeah, there's no, yeah, they're not going to Gam, change. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. They, need, they need to sort this out. But there's no sign well, of it. Well, that's the problem, and it, it, it may be down to the SPFL to have to sort it out. Um, that would take bottle, and that would take... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It doesn't look as if the two clubs are going to sort it out. No. They're, they're quite happy to to play at the gallery, aren't they, mm. at the moment? Sean Barry was saying Rangers, you know, they have to win every game. Davy um, is saying for the game a week on Sunday, and he thinks that because Rangers have to win it, that they will. What do you feel? Uh, I'm always pessimistic going to Ibrox, regardless of how what the form is. Even when it was back to the Pedro Cachinha days or the Mark Warburton days, I was always. I always was nervous going to Ibrox, but I think if Celtic even managed to come out the game even with a draw, as long as yeah. we don't get, get beat, I think if we... There's two, two league games coming up. If we can manage to get four points, I can see that's firmly got one hand in the trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, personally. Because mm-hmm. I can't see us drop many more points within the league. I think we're, we're peaking at the right time and our star man will be back soon as well yeah. so I think up front I think that's going to be massive as well I think, I think Sean's spot on uh, if Celtic get a draw um, I, I think it's it's done and dusted the goal difference is worth a point Celtic get out Ibrox for a draw I, I think they're just about over the line and do you think that Rangers and Celtic are so strong they're not going to slip up against any other team well it doesn't look like it I mean I remember yeah. Barry saying that and I thought I don't, I don't think either of them are, are playing well enough to to win every game, but it doesn't look as if they're going to drop anything outside of the two old firm games, which means it's yeah, prob- yeah. probably going to come down to the, the last old firm game of the season at Celtic Park. And Sean, what do you what can you say about Ange Postacoglu? I see in the papers today he's talking about his players, he wants them to be in the Euro elite. You know, that's what he you know, what motivates him as well, that he wants to be in the Champions League. Oh, of course, yep. Yeah. I love the man. I think he's absolutely brilliant, but I think I've succumbed to the thing that Celtic just need to realise that they're no longer a European side. We've, we've went from the Champions League days last 16 mm-hmm. to go to Europa League, finishing bottom of the group, and we can't even survive in the, the Conference League. So I think Europe's a long way away for Celtic to be the force of old. That's, that's me saying as a Celtic fan. Rangers, Rangers are a European side. They, they, they can cope well with, with, with playing in Europe with a sitting back and they're counter-attacking and it works out brilliant for them but it just never seems to work for Celtic I think we should just give, it a, give Europe a buy Davey for me. Could, you, could you imagine it as you're about to wind up your career in broadcasting for now that you would be you know and Sean's putting a good point there but yeah well I mean, listen the, the, the board the, the board over the when Celtic were compiling the, the nine in a row the board fell asleep they, they settled for domestic dominance at a time where they're you know, Rangers had gone bust and there was no real credible opposition for, for quite a few of these titles. The the board shut their eyes to, to European, uh, the European arena. Now, for me, I think that's unforgivable for a club of Celtics. Well, they're, they're standing at one time in the game, a team who, a club who've actually won the European Cup, got to semi-finals. Um, Celtics should always measure themselves, I think, in Europe. They're, they are so big a club they they can't be content with with winning 
domestic trophies. They have to, and I, and I, I certainly hope, and I'll be watching from a distance, but I, I would hope to see Celtic restore their credibility as a, a proper European competitor. All right, it's a great point because Rangers were getting to the cup final of 67 uh, in the Cup Winners' Cup, Celtic winning the European Cup and Celtic back in the final in 70, losing out yep. to Feyenoord. But, and... Listen, the Champions League is a place to be, but can Rangers and Celtic compete in the Champions League? Not enough finances. No. Europa, no. Um, probably. Um, but for me, <laughs> that's just what it comes down to this season. That, that's where the money is, the Champions League. Mm. I mean, you're getting 40-odd million um, million pound to uh, get into the Champions League but then I, I look back at the start of seeing Rangers uh, sorry uh, Malmo come on no disrespect to Malmo but Rangers should be beating a team like yeah. Malmo yeah. Um, yeah. and that, that, that's that's what the disappointment is Sean you know what I mean that's to get into the Champions League Europa yeah. just now as a level but you've got to strive to make sure you get in that group at least compete I'm not saying they're going to win it but maybe come second and we're arguing about a tournament in Sydney which would give the clubs 3.2 million yeah. each. Yeah. I don't get it. Sean, thanks so yeah, much for calling. Yeah. For Isn't it? Well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll extend the podcast. Yeah, we'll keep it going. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for making the switch. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Go Radio Football Show on a Wednesday evening, the midweek, and 24 hours away from Scotland against Poland. A challenge, a friendly game. And uh, then we'll play on Tuesday. It'll either be Wales or Austria. Who do you fancy in that one, Barry? I fancy Wales because they're at home. Yeah. The crowd will be right behind them. They they, they create a brilliant atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When I've watched uh, the Wales games on, on TV. The atmosphere's always been electric. I think their games are played at uh, Cardiff. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Yep, I think we we Gareth Bale, he's just yep. declared himself fit. Aaron Ramsey got another ninety well, no ninety minutes, eight odd minutes under his belt. Um and Sunday. Yep, I'm going for I'm going for Wales. Davy, who do you reckon? Yeah, I think Wales. Yep. I, I think I can see why they take the, their games to Cardiff. There are times they could sell out well, it used to be called the Millennium Stadium. I don't know what it's yep. called now, but I can see why they take it to Cardiff, really atmospheric. And they always seem to punch above their weight wheels. Um, don't know how they managed to do it they've always got two or three really outstanding players I think they'll win that yeah Aaron Ramsey mentioned there I see Gareth Bale I watched him on Sky today talking about the uh, player terrific player saw a bit at the weekend Davey do you think he might now play a part for Rangers a significant part well I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll play a part you know whether it's, it's coming off the bench or, or whether he's going to be starting I don't know but if they can get him anywhere near up to speed and that, that'll be the hard bit getting him properly up to speed in terms of match fitness then he's got nothing to prove up here that's for sure he's a, he's a proper player I'm going to take another call in a moment or two let's hear from Steve Clark first of all though about tomorrow's game is it a challenge game is it a friendly what's the mentality I think every single game that you, you play and you represent your country uh, I know the, the term friendly is used but you want to win you want to win for your country this group of players have shown that they want to do that and, and hopefully it continues in the next two games because David, we were finding out from Barry, he's raging that he still missed out on friendly games over the years because what yeah. they were doing was he was a stick on. Scotland captain was going to play. So he missed some of the games because yeah. they tried out other players. I'm surprised that, I, and forgive my ignorance, but I had to ask Barry during one of the breaks how many caps he got. I'm imagining that he'd had 50 odd, 60 odd caps, but um, he was explaining that he was very often left out of the, the lesser 
less important games because I guess he had nothing to prove. He was always going to play in the big games. That rankles with you. No, I, do you know what it rankles? Because people say, oh, I, I didn't want to play in the games. But I'd spoke to the manager beforehand. Obviously, I was disappointed. But I understood that the guys didn't have um, any match experience with Scotland. So that was a chance to go and see if they could uh, could play. And there was always four or five that were um, left out. But listen, you've got to respect the manager's decisions, albeit you're disappointed. But listen, at the end of the day, the manager makes uh, the final decision. So when we read out the top capsule, Craig Gordon will be 65 tomorrow, uh, along with Willie Miller. That's not his age. He's not 40 yet, but 65 caps. Christian Daly, 67. Uh, David Weir, 69. Kenny Miller, 69. I think you would imagine Barry, Davey, would have been yeah. in, in that in the 70s. You know, uh, Tom Boyd on 72 uh, and Paul McStay, 76. I mean, great careers, well, Barry great missed, Barry missed the friendlies. He was also telling me that because of the, the incident over at Loch Lomond and the, the, the fallout from that, that he... He was only 30 years of age, so mm. he probably had four or five oh, years of international football taken from him, you know, because of that. Jim's on the line, a Rangers fan from Rutherglen. Hi, Jim, good evening. Yeah, good evening, guys. Uh, good luck with your retirement, Davey. Thanks, Jim, that's kind of you. Uh, no problem. Uh, my point is, I'd like to ask a panel with Dave King's kind of statement today regarding this Australian carry-on. Mm-hmm. Barry, what do you think Dave King's end goal is here? It looks to me if he wants to get back on the, the board, but I don't think that's going to happen, Jim. Obviously, with, with Douglas Park um, as chairman. It looks to me if he's, he's trying to get his... his um, he's trying to make his way back onto the board uh, with that, obviously, uh, opinion that he'll give £3 million if Rangers don't go to Australia, but I can't see it happen now. I, I think there's, there's bridges burnt there between... Douglas Part and, and Dave King, I, I, I can't see it happening. Unless they sit down man to man, face to face, and sort their differences out, but I, I can't see it happening, Jim. And it's pretty sad just now, by the way. It's the last thing the club did, but I'm 100% behind the fans and what they're actually doing here, Barry. Doma, mm. because. No, I, I'm. Listen, see about no being happy, Jim. I'm fine with demonstrations, chants. But yes. and and Sunday when I was watching it on the TV, I guess I don't know. Were you at the game or were you watching it on TV? Oh, no, I, I, I couldn't get a ticket on Sunday, Barry. Aye, another aye. issue with the supporters' clubs and tickets for the club. The, the club just don't seem to be wanting to engage with the fans for some reason, Barry. And I, and I think it's disgusting after what the fans have done for this club and what they've bought into and everything else. And I thought I felt like the the boy there or there's comments regarding the fans and he's he's loved which he used to love the fans was, was actually disgusting. Here, listen, and it's, it's, I'm in the opinion, Jim, the fans are the most important people at the club and you need the fans. Now, I, I think with the differences between the fans and the board, they need to sit down and sort it out because it's not healthy. Look, look what's happening on the football f- uh, field just now. Great things could happen this season. Quarterfinals, Europa League, neck and neck with Celtic and the, and the, the title. Semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Things are going well. And this is a, a, a bit of a, a dampener on, on what's happening. So I would like to think that they can sort these things out. Would you know? I, th- I think they need sorted out, yeah, Barry. Yeah, 100%. What's your opinion on it, David? In terms of whether Rangers should go to Australia or, or the, the, the spot here or the... The, the, the spot and the, 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 the tour of Australia. Well, the... I mean, the I, 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 
my view on the tour of Australia is I don't think the fan, the, the, the club should be getting associated with them because of what's going on and the way they've addressed us through the, the 2012 until present where we were part of nothing. So let's let's stay part of nothing. And I, I heard you saying they've got 8,000 back in the Ibrox. Nah, no, knowing my book and knowing the, the vast majority of Rangers fans' book. Yeah, I, I just don't think either club, um, you know, given the revenues in Scottish football, we're all... Comp- Old firm are always complaining about their broadcast revenues compared to England. And here's a here's a chance at a time where there'll be no Scottish football being played anyway, and they've got a chance to go to Australia and and by the way, give the supporters over there a chance to see the the, the team in the flesh and share six million quid. And they're not going they don't want to do it. I don't get my head I can't get my head around that. Jim. Well, Davey, I'll tell you that you, you I'm not being funny and I'm not trying to be cheeky or anything, but you must have been for the last, what, say, 10 years, you must have been blinkered or, or stupid because of the way Rangers have been treated off as Celtic and you expect Rangers to associate themselves with them. Nah, Jim, you know, yes. yeah, just a, just a quick one. See, see in terms of the, the, old, the old firm games and the one, obviously, uh, no, this weekend, the following weekend. Yeah, the Cup. Would you rather just have all... Like 51,500 51, fans or whatever. Did you not like it when three stands full of Rangers fans and the one stand full of Celtic fans? I've I've always been the opinion, and when I've spoke to players, current and ex players, that was the sort of atmospheres they loved, and I loved that, and I thought the fans loved that as well. And then when we went to Celtic Park, there would be fifty-two thousand. Celtic fans, 8,000 8, Rangers fans. That, that's the kind of atmospheres I loved. Jim? It was great, It was great, Barry, but I, I, I agree with what the club are doing now regarding only giving them such so many tickets. That, that's a view on it, and I think it's the vast majority of Rangers fans. You. Oh, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised at that. The I'm logic surprised. of Jim's argument, Davey and Barry, is that, well, if, if the feeling is so bad about the way they feel Celtic have treated Rangers, then they shouldn't compete in the league with them because they don't want anything to do with them. They've chosen the game in Sydney as the the touch point on this. But the logic of it, Jim, is then you don't want to play against Celtic because you don't feel they treat you properly. But there's always been a huge rivalry between the two. But people could then park it. You know, you enjoy it during the game. You're either Rangers or you're Celtic. No enjoy it for 90 minutes. No, I know. But there was a respect. <laughs> there, there, there doesn't seem to be any respect and Davey, some of that probably with the clubs could do better with each other. I think we do know that behind yeah, the scenes. The, the bottom yeah. line is there's a lot of money in the table here. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think either club can afford to turn down three million quid each. You know, if you're Douglas Park, who's who's had to dip into his pocket and fund a lot of um, a lot of the rebuild mm-hmm. under Stephen Gerrard, uh, I think Douglas Park stepped up to the plate and provided the money for, for Stephen Gerrard to build a really good team that, that stopped uh, 10 in a row. If you're Douglas Park and you've got a chance to get £3 million of that money back, why why wouldn't you take it? Why wouldn't you take a chance? You've got to play Celtic four times in the league anyway. Why not play a bounce game at a time when you're, the team's not going to be playing anyway, rake in £3 million quid. It might buy Giovanni van Bronckhorst a player. Where, 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 is the, where, where is the sense in this? Turning down that kind of money. Barry? Is Jim still there? Yep. Yeah. Jim, what would you like to see happen? Just now, what's happening obviously with the fans and, and the board, there's obviously a bit of shenanigans going on. What would you like to see done? I think the fans and the board need to get their heads together. Yep, 100%. Say, well, I agree with you. 100%. It needs to be done right away. Some of the sound bites that's been coming out today, 
I, I, I went again. I wasn't surprised that King came out with a statement because it seemed to build up for it from this morning. Mm-hmm. If you obviously you seen the kind of releases that was kind of put out this morning, you knew King was going to come riding in in the back of it. Again, I don't have an issue with Dave King, but that's <laughs> what I'm asking everybody. You think his end goal is here? I think he wants back on the board. I think he's yeah. made that clear. Mm. Um, but I, I just don't like all this stuff that's going on because yep. things are going really well, Jim. Now, on the pitch, I know nothing. I know nothing's won at this moment in time, but still in three competitions, still got a lot to play for, and it's no healthy when things are getting says. Jim, we've run out of time. Thanks for calling. We'll be back on tomorrow night uh, with Mark Greedy and Stephen McGinn of Kilmarnock. Is this the Kilmarnock takeover? Former Kilmarnock player David Proven. <laughs> Davy, one more to go. That was quite a call there from Jim. But you just see the way there's a real polarised uh, positions yeah. between. I, I, I think it could only happen in Glasgow, Paul. You know, that, that's, that has me scratched. It's been, listen, the, the, the football environment in Glasgow has had me scratching my head for more years than I, I, I care to remember. And th- this is. This bamboozles me that they're prepared to turn down three million quid each. Or, or certainly Rangers are. I think we'll jump in the plane with Davey, yeah? Let's do it, I think. <laughs> Zoe Kelly is coming up next. Davey, thanks a lot. See you next Wednesday. Yes. Barry, we'll see you on Friday. Zoe Kelly's next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.